You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 140. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. I'm your host, Jackie Murphy. This is episode 140, what I would do to get new students into my yoga business right now. This episode is going to be perfect for the person who is just starting out, who wants to get their first new student, whether it's a private client or you just want to have some sort of group class. But this episode is also for anyone who's in business who wants to get more new students into their business, which I think is everyone if you're growing intentionally, right? And if that's not your focus right now, more new students growing your business, that's okay. This podcast might not be the best use of your time. But if you have 10 students in your membership and you want to have 100 or you've sold out 20 spots in your retreats and you want to sell out 200, this podcast is going to be really helpful for you. So it can fit for anyone at any point in their business. And I just want to go ahead and let you know that if this is something that you know you want to work on in your business, if this is something that you know that you want to focus on, I want to invite you to the new student solution. This is my new five-day training designed to teach you how to create and retain new students in your yoga business. What? The new student solution is literally the best training that I've ever created. It is going to be more impactful than some of the paid programs you've purchased out there. (laughs) I am teaching the simple process that I teach inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group for attracting, converting, and retaining students into your yoga business. So if you know that this training, which is completely free, is perfect for you, then I want you to head over to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash new students training. And you can sign up for the new student solution. The new student solution will happen October 10th through October 14th. And it will be delivered to your inbox, your email, starting Monday, October 10th. And then the last day, we'll have a live Q&A workshop where you can come and ask all of your specific questions. And you will leave this training with a new student acquisition plan for the next 90 days. So a very clear plan that you can put into action to go out and create the quantity and quality of new students that you want in your business. Y'all, I'm not messing around. I've spent a lot of the time developing the content for this training and prepping for it. And I'm so 
unbelievably excited to deliver this to you because I know you're going to see the impact in your business within the five days and beyond, but for sure right away. This training isn't about learning strategies that you may or may not put into practice when you have more time someday in the future. This training, the new student solution is really about what you can do right away to make money in your business and attract new students for the rest of your career. So there's literally no reason not to sign up. All you need to do is invest your time. Head over to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash new students training to sign up and register for the training. And go ahead now and prioritize time in your calendar the week of October 10th to watch every single day of the training. There will be replays available for a limited time, and then they'll always be available inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group. But every single day of the training is important and builds on the previous days. So it's really important that you prioritize the time. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, prioritize the time to watch the trainings and do the daily action work that I'm going to ask you to do as you go through this training. Y'all, y'all ready? More new students, not just more new students, but like the best kind of students that you want to work with that make your job easy. We're going to talk about how you can create those on demand within this training. So That's happening in October. I'll also put the link in the show notes so you can click on the link if you're listening on iTunes. I think on Spotify you can't click, but I'll put the link in the show notes and you can join and register for the training. We already have hundreds of people inside, so don't wait. Join us. Let's go. Let's talk about what I would do to get new students right now in my yoga business. And the first thing that I want to tell you is that I don't know your business, right? I'm talking to you from a a podcast microphone. (laughs) Some of you I've met and some of you have had conversations with and some of you I, I truly just don't even know. And so I cannot sit here and say, this is what you should do this is where you should go. This is what you should offer in your business to get new students because I am not the CEO of your business. You are my friend. And here's the truth of the matter. And this is what really makes the Profitable Yoga Boss Group stand out is I am here to teach you how to think like that business owner, how to think like the CEO and go out and trust your own innate wisdom and knowing when it comes to your business. So how's this for the first part? What I would do to get new students? I would trust your own ideas. (laughs) I would go out and really think about, or not even go out, sit down and really think about what ideas do you specifically have already swirling around in your brain to get more students into your business. Some of you will have the idea of putting up bigger signage on a busy road for your studio. 
Some of you will have the idea to really dive into your social media account and serve your students that way. Some of you will have the idea to head out to local networking events or to teach free classes for local corporations if you're wanting to sign corporate clients. There's a million different ideas. What you need to think about is who specifically am I trying to reach And where is the best place to reach them? And what are all the ways that I could speak to those people at that place? What are all the ways that I could get in front of my target student and serve them and show them what I offer? And sit down and come up with a list. Now listen, this is what your brain will do. You'll come up with a list of like five ideas And then your brain will be like, that's it. We have no more ideas. Also, all of these ideas suck, your brain will tell you. (laughs) And you'll want to just shut your notebook and walk away. But my friends, you are a yoga boss. You are the boss of your brain. Instead of letting your brain tell you that you're just fresh out of ideas after five, I want you to sit down and write out 30 different ways that you could connect with your ideal student, 30 different ideas that you have to go out and get new students. And it may feel like a little bit of effort mentally. That's okay. You may have to push yourself. Some of your ideas may be crap. That's totally fine. Write it down. Let it be one of the 30. Anytime that I do this in my business, I always find that like the first five ideas that I started with are like my worst five ideas. (laughs) And then as I keep going and I keep thinking and I keep strategically honing my own brain for what it knows to be true, the ideas get better and better and better over time. So that's what I want you to do. You probably have a ton of ideas of what you could do already. If you don't have any ideas of what you could do already, just question that. There's a million different ways to meet people online, virtually. There's a million different ways to go out and connect with your students, tell them who you are, and show them what you offer, okay? So you want to go out and list those ideas. Now, listen, the second step is incredibly important, because I want you to look at strategically that list of things that you could go out and do to get new students. And I want you to get really curious about the thing or the things, the ideas that you've been resisting. The ones that have been on your list or have been swirling in your head for weeks or maybe even months the ones that get pushed back week after week, I'll do that next week, I'll do that next week. The idea that you've been resisting is probably the thing that you need to go out and do to get new students, okay? But here's what you have to understand about your brain. Your brain, your employee brain, your primitive brain, however you wanna refer to it, is designed to do three things. It's designed to conserve energy or remain efficient. It wants to keep you comfortable and it wants to keep you away from perceived danger or perceived threat in the world. 
So when you create your list of ideas of how you would go out and get new students, most likely the thing that you've been resisting, the thing that you've been putting off is not something your primitive brain wants to do. It either requires you doing something new, learning a new skill, driving to a new place, talking to someone new, which is the opposite of remaining efficient and conserving energy. Anytime that you're doing something new, your brain has to use more energy. It has to think a little harder. It has to work a little harder. So if it's something new that you've never done before, that's why you've been resisting it. You might have also been resisting the thing because it's not what you've done before. It's not comfortable. It's not within your comfort zone. Sometimes in our businesses, we get stuck in our comfort zones and going outside of the comfort zone, even though we have a brilliant idea and we know something would work well, or we have a hunch that this is what we need to do. Our brains will stop us from doing that because it will require us to feel in our physical bodies, some level of discomfort. And your brain's like, uh-uh, nope, I'd rather just sit on the couch and stay comfortable and not do that thing. But building a business, getting more students into your business is usually not comfortable at first. It usually requires some level of discomfort. So let me give you an example of this. One of my students recently posted that she has gotten really comfortable in her social media marketing, that it's kind of second nature now. She posts, she creates content, she shows up, and she knows that her next step in her marketing is to really go out and serve her local community, hosting workshops or attending networking events, or I'm not even sure what she's going to do. It's more comfortable for her to stay doing what she feels safe doing, posting on social media, marketing that way. And that's not wrong or bad, right? That's okay to do. However, if her goal is to go get more new students into her business and she has a fresh idea that she knows will work, it just requires her to feel a little bit of discomfort. That is exactly when you want to step into the CEO role and use your strategic thinking and decide to embrace the discomfort anyway. Here's the truth of the matter. Whether she goes out and does the uncomfortable thing or not, she's still going to feel some sort of discomfort. When she goes out and she does the uncomfortable thing, maybe she'll feel nervous or anxious or shy or insecure. But if she stays at home and only social media markets only does what she's comfortable with, she'll feel the discomfort of like longing or knowing that there's something else that she could be doing. So you just have to look at which kind of discomfort do I want to choose right now? Do I want to sit in the discomfort of like knowing that I have a great idea I'm not taking action on? Or do I want to sit in the discomfort of taking action and feeling all the feels that come with it? Finally, the thing that you've been resisting in your business probably to your primitive employee brain is some sort of perceived threat. And a perceived threat to your brain doesn't really have to be that logical. A perceived threat to your brain can be as simple as like you risking rejection 
or you're risking someone else on this planet having an opinion of you, disliking you, saying no to your offer. Your brain sees that as like a tiger in the woods, a perceived threat. So it will stop you and hold you back from doing that thing because it's just trying to keep you safe, right? Out of harm's way, out of danger. So when you look at the thing that you've been resisting doing, just question, like, is this really a high level threat? Or when I sit down calmly as a business owner and think objectively and strategically, really fully assess the actual level of threat. And usually it's much lower than your primitive brain would have you believe. Usually your primitive brain thinks it's like life or death. If they don't like you, if they say no to your offer, if your idea doesn't work, then it's like doom and gloom. That's your employee brain. And typically your CEO, business owner brain will be able to tell you, "Eh, yeah, we might hear no, but and we might feel bad for a moment, but we're going to be okay. We're safe. We have a roof over our heads. We can go out and try again. We have our own back. You can handle the discomfort of rejection. You can handle the discomfort of someone saying you saying no to you. You can handle the discomfort of someone not liking you. That is all possible, and it's not a high-level threat. So, so far in this podcast, you should have a list or have started a list of 30 ideas that you have to get more students into your business because you are the CEO of your business, not me. I can't give you a list of 30 ideas because I'm not you. (laughs) I know my business, right? You know your business. 30 ideas that you have that you could try to go out and get new students into your business. And from those 30 ideas, you're looking at what's the thing that I've been resisting the most and why have I been resisting it? Because my brain is perceiving it as a threat, because it will be uncomfortable, or because it's something new that I've never done before. It might be all three of those, right? And then once you understand why you've been resisting the thing, guess what? It's time to do the thing. It's time to just put it on your calendar and say, this is what I'm doing. This is when I'm doing it. And yes, I know my brain will want to resist it the entire time, but I'm going to do it anyway. Again, because I am boss of my brain. My brain doesn't boss me around. Now, the last step of this is something that I learned from a colleague at a mastermind. She taught this concept and I want to share it with you guys. When you have your list of 30, you're now going to sit down and you're going to sort that list. You're going to evaluate it and you're going to sort it into four different categories. The first category, you're going to sit down and look at your list of ideas and you're going to ask yourself, okay, from these ideas, what would give the highest impact on my business? Like what's going to be most impactful for my business and what would be easiest to do? Like not a lot of brain drama, not a lot of resistance, super easy to get done, and it comes with a high impact. The second category, you're going to look at your list and you're going to decide, okay, what would be maybe a little bit of a low impact? I don't really know if it's going to deliver what I want it to deliver, but it's also easy for me to do. 
and you're going to list those ones out. Finally, you're going to look at your list, oh, two more, <laughs> not finally, two more. Next, you're going to look at your list and you're going to say, okay, what's high impact? What's going to really give me the result that I want? Lots of new students, but it's a little bit more difficult to do. It's going to require just more planning, more coordinating, whatever it may be. Finally, you're looking at, okay, what's low impact? What's not really going to give me the result that I want? And it would be really difficult to do. Anything that's low impact and really hard to do, go ahead and cross off your list. We're just not going to do that. We're not going to worry about that right now. It's not necessary. Everything else you can start to figure out how to prioritize into your calendar. Prioritize the high impact ideas that will be easy for you to do. And then prioritize the low impact ideas that are super easy for you to do. And then prioritize the high impact ideas that require a bit more planning or effort on your end. And then go out and do them and commit to them and follow through. Now, listen, I can hear some of you like in my ear, like, but how do I know what's going to be high impact and what's going to be low impact? And listen, my friends, if you're brand new in business, you don't know. You, you don't know because you've never done most of the stuff you're going to do before. So you just have to go out and guess, do your best hypothesis, test what you think is going to be high impact and easy, do the thing and then evaluate. And then over time, you'll know, okay, this is super high impact and this is super low impact. What I can tell you and what I've seen in myself and in my clients and all the businesses that I've worked with, the hundreds of yoga teachers I've worked with up to this point, high impact items are things like meeting new people, delivering some sort of value for those people and making an offer to help them. Super simple, super high impact. Low impact things in your business are like, working on your SEO or updating your logo or your branding on your website. That's not necessarily going to get you new students. It might be impactful somewhat, but it's not really the thing that you want to focus on. I would call that low impact, high difficulty, cross it off your list. Typically what I have found so far, if I were to summarize it, is that high impact items require you understanding your brain's resistance and require you going out and actually having conversation and saying words to other humans about how you can help them and making the invitation to help them. That is a high impact item all of the time. Prioritize the things that fall into that category. Okay. That's the, that's the podcast. That's how I would go get new students. List of ideas, Notice what you've been resisting. Prioritize that thing you've been resisting because it's probably the thing that's going to bring in new students. And then sort everything on your list, high impact to low impact, easy to hard, and then plan it, put it on your calendar and get to work. And as you get to work, you evaluate. Now, Again, I want to invite you, if this is something that you want to understand a little bit more in depth, or you're like, okay, but Jackie, I I can go out and meet people, but I don't know what to say, or I don't know who to meet, or I don't even know how to get started. That's what I'm teaching you inside the new student solution. You will learn exactly what to say 
in your content, in your copy, in all your sales conversations to create and retain new students. I'm going to show you how to do it with more ease. So we're doing high impact, easy items so that you burn out a lot less in your business. And I'm going to show you how to keep your students in your business and create demand consistently for the rest of your career. You can click the link in the show notes or head over to bit.ly bit.ly forward slash new students training and sign up for that training. We start October 10th. Replays are available for a limited time. Make sure you're signed up. I will see you there and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye loves.